Uh, Fleur Hassan Nahum, who is the deputy mayor of Jerusalem and in charge of foreign relations, international economic development and tourism, and also the co-founder and founding member of the UAE Israel Business Council and a great friend of this show, is with us live via telephone. Fleur, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Hi, Nahum. It's always great to be on your show. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem. And ironically, I, I just landed here back in New York. I was in Israel for a day in order to uh, broadcast from the plane when the Nefesh Benefesh flight oh. uh, flew from uh, New oh, York to wow. Israel. And the last time, That's the so last, exciting. and the last time you and I saw each other was at the Nefesh Benefesh uh, campus opening uh, back in November. That's right. Uh, and you know how inspiring, right. you know how inspiring this whole journey and concepts uh, are. Uh, it, was, it was just a wonderful trip, and I'm sure you are encouraging, uh, both personally and from the political perch on which you sit, you're encouraging Nefesh Benefesh to keep going strong. Absolutely. They're good friends of mine. I help them uh, in Jerusalem with their building, and uh, they're growing from strength to strength, and please God, we should have many more uh, Americans coming to Israel as many as uh, around the world as well. Uh, Fleur Hassan Nahum is with us live via telephone. All right, uh, let's let's talk politics for a minute. It's one of the reasons we wanted to speak to you because we're so confused on this side of the world in terms of what's going on before the election <laughs> in Israel. How would you how would you evaluate uh, the conclusion if in fact we are already at a conclusion of the Likud primaries in Israel? Well, you know I ran and I lost. Um, so that was over a week ago. That was a week ago, basically. Right. It's it, it's a tough race. Listen, the Likud is the largest party in the country. It's also the most democratic party in the country. So whether where other parties just you know simply select who the the lead of the party just selects like a dictatorship, who's going to be on the list, who's going to be on the slate. There's no regional representation. There's nothing. They just sit down and they decide who the person's going to be on the right spectrum of the country, there's actually another party that does primaries. I mean, the Zionist, the religious Zionist party does a little bit, um, but they're a small party. We don't even know if we're going to go across the threshold at this right. point. Um, but the good is the largest party that holds a democratic primary, which is something that is very different to the United States, where each person gets selected at the party in their region. There's nothing regional here in the country at all. I ran on the affirmative action slate, which is basically a spot reserved for women, for new women, women who haven't served in the Knesset before. I could have also run in the new immigrant spot, right. uh, which is the lowest one on the list. And I decided to run the new women. And, you know, in politics, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. This time I didn't make it through. And it's not entirely over because now Netanyahu gets to select a couple of his own uh, candidates on the spot. So there's still a small chance I get selected, um, but this is basically the conclusion. On the 15th of September, the list of all the parties gets submitted to the Electoral Committee, and on the 1st of November, we have national elections. Again, the fifth time in two years. Does this election feel any different than, than the prior ones? Is there either an atmosphere or behind the scenes uh, a feeling, environment, that it's a little bit different than the others, or this is just a repeat for people like yourself and for the entire country? Well, it's it's different in a way that we've had a very different government over the last year. So before, before this last year, we had four elections in which the Likud was still the party in government because they were the interim party, because a new uh, government hadn't been selected. So in the last year, the people of Israel got to see what a kind of jigsaw puzzle 
government can look like from the camp that is anti-Bibi, because Israeli elections are no longer about left and right. Everything has changed, and it's all about, are you with Bibi or are you against Bibi, which is ridiculous, right. because ultimately, Netanyahu is the man who the majority of the country are giving their confidence to as the, as the leader of the country. Right. And yet you have all these parties on the right who have the same the same values as Netanyahu, the same political agenda as Netanyahu, but for personal reasons cannot sit with him. And therefore, they've decided to make a deal with parties that are completely different to them, completely different outlook, philosophy, agenda, for the sake of bringing down Netanyahu. And so when people say to me, oh, you know, Bibi should leave, why on earth should he leave? He's... The, the leader getting the confidence of the, of, the, of the people again and again and again. The people who should actually wake up, mature, and get a grip are the right-wing parties who don't disagree with him politically but have a personal act to grind with him. And that's the situation that we find ourselves in. It's, in it's amazing. He's become the central issue of the election. I, and I'm, laugh, yeah. I'm laughing only because it was an article recently, I think it was a Jerusalem Post article, trying to determine what Israelis are caring about in advance of his election, whether it's the uh, security, whether it's the economy, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, there's some you know uh, uh, issues that are always uh, at the forefront. But the BB issue might be, might be the biggest one. It's everything. It really is everything. It's everything. It's, 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 but, it's, but it's ridiculous because it's made bedfellows of the, of the most odd couples that you can imagine. Right. Like Merritt and, you know, Gidon Saru, who came out of the Likud. He was even on the right flank of the Likud. Right. And people like Bennett, who, you know, who delegitimized sitting with, uh, with the Mansour Abbas, which is basically a Muslim Brotherhood Light Party. And so you've had all these strange fellows, and there's only one thing that unites all of the people in the government in the last year, and that is that they all hate Bibi and they want to bring him down. Unbelievable. So I say, get a grip, get a grip, put your personal issues with him aside, and, and think about the country and the common agenda, the common values. This is not to do with where we want the country going. All the right-wing parties have the same vision. It's all about personal issues with one with one leader. And I say people have to just grow up. Flora Sanahum is with us. Uh, finally, I have to ask you about an update regarding the UAE. You've been so so critical in terms of uh, the UAE Israel Business Council. You're one of the co-founders. We've spent a lot of time on this show, uh, not just uh, uh, praising you and the council and the work that's being done between Israelis and those in the UAE, but in addition to that, just just bringing a message back, as I've, I've said this to you on the air, a message back to this audience, uh, uh, how, how it is hard for many of us to believe, but it's getting easier uh, as time goes by, that there are so many people in the quote-unquote Arab world who are ready to sit down down, do business with, and act uh, you know, peacefully with Israelis and Jews. What could you tell us today about uh, the relationship between Israel and the UAE? Well, Nahum is going better than ever. The numbers for this year are way beyond our expectations. Um, only in the first half of the year, we're almost in a billion dollars of trade, where last year we had a whole year billion dollars. So this is growing. This is thriving. And it's extending now beyond the UAE. As you know, we also have normalization and peace with Bahrain right. and also with Morocco. 
Sudan is a different story because of their own political stripes. But ultimately, what's really interesting about this relationship is that we have FOMO from the rest of the Arab world. (laughs) And so even though we've got Jordan and Egypt, that we've had peace with for decades in the last two years, trade with them has doubled and tripled. We now have a direct flight, um, you know, with Egypt to Sharm el-Sheikh, where where half of Israel is, is holidaying there at the moment. And so this is bringing everybody else into the fold, which is creating basically a new and peaceful region. And Bezrat Hashem, we should continue uh, growing and we should continue making friends in our region. We are all part of this region and it's good for everybody. So you're a history maker. Well, you know, Hashem puts me in places and I try and do the best I can. That's that's all I can say. Well, you've done unbelievably, and uh, we love how you represent both Israel and the Jewish people in some uh, interesting regions of the world. And, of course, what you do in Yerushalayim, as you described earlier, uh, is uh, is work to be um, uh, to envy. And uh, we appreciate all of it. Uh, Flora San Nahum, uh, sorry that you're not going to be on the Likud list, but uh, no doubt that uh, I have a feeling this is just going to springboard you into some better position uh, in Israel in order to help uh, both the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Thank you, Nahum. Thank you for your faith in me. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure speaking to you. Flora San Nahum, who's the deputy mayor of Jerusalem, who is the co-founder and founding member of the UAE Israel Business Council, amazing friend of this show, and someone who represents our people really, really well. More coming up. It is a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM.